Hello, everyone. Welcome to Behind Massive Screens. I just wanted to jump in real quick. This episode is about concept art, but sadly, we did have some sound issues during recording. So the sound is not really up to our regular quality. With that said, we think it's a really interesting episode and it's not that bad. I just wanted to let you know ahead of time. With all that said, on to the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Behind Massive Screens, a game development podcast here from Massive Entertainment. And I'm joined today by Marie and Toppy, senior concept artist, Toppy, and concept artist for Marie. Welcome. I'm super, super. I always say I'm excited, but I'm super <laughs> excited about this topic. Thanks. Thank you. How are you nice doing? Nice to be here. Yeah, I'm very happy to be here. This yeah. is exciting. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about art today, which is one of those like topics that I'm kind of burning for um, drawing a lot myself. Uh, of course, not on your levels whatsoever, but I'm still I'm super excited to to have you here. But before the usual question that always comes up, Marie, can you describe just in a couple of sentences, what does a concept artist do? Um, so a concept artist uh come up with, uh, they create and communicate either uh, like a character, environment, props, etc. And uh, sets the whole visual feeling. Right. Um, yeah. Of something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you, would you add something? Um, no, I don't think I, I think that was pretty good. <laughs> good yeah. summary. Good summary. Yeah, I, I think we need to make one, uh, just one distinction because we've had character art here before, uh, but then we were talking about 3D. Uh, for right. you, for mm. you guys, we're talking about 2D. Mm. Right. Yeah, mainly. It doesn't have to be 2D, um, but you, that's the common way. Yeah, <laughs> that's a common way. What, yeah. what would the 3D part be here? Sometimes when, when we're dealing with um, 3D environment, it is beneficial for concept artists to work on 3D and, and present their concepts in three dimensions just to be able to show everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it does sometimes mix a little bit with 3D modeling, but um, yeah, it's a complicated topic. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing that we have a podcast to talk about yeah. those <laughs> things on. Uh, but starting out, another usual question is, how did you end up here at Massive? Let's start with the topic this time. Sure. So um, I started studying industrial design back in Finland. In school, I, I noticed that there's a thing called concept art, um, got interested, um, started looking it up online, uh, started practicing, then started slowly working on mobile games, then building up my portfolio. Finally got into Ubisoft in Helsinki, so the Red, Red Lynx studio. Right. There, uh, did four and a half years there, and then applied to Massive. And here we go. Here we go. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Were you always interested in art? Like, had, do you come from a, a drawing background? Um, yes and no. So I used to draw a lot as a kid. Um, but I never took it seriously or never thought about like it could be a profession. Right. So I, I, I have a music background. That was my first uh, sort of thing that I studied or 
or th- maybe thought that I would be a musician, but um, then I switched. I thought that, hey, this uh, drawing thing is actually pretty cool and put my effort <laughs> to that. <laughs> that's that's a, an interesting switch. We had someone on who uh, were either going to be an animator or a doctor. So oh, why not? Right, right. Music, music and art. I, yeah, I, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Oh. Yeah. Marie, you come from a, a slightly different way in. Yes, I do. So yes, my background is fashion design. And um, and I started Massive about a year ago, soon. And my way in was, um, so I won um, the Young Swedish Design uh, Scholarship, which was a collaboration with Massive. And it was a concept artist scholarship for six months. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but before that, I've been very interesting, interested in um, uh, implementing fashion into gaming. So this was my way in. And luckily, I got it. <laughs> we're we're going to get back to the fashion uh, part because it's really interesting because it feels like not only did you incorporate fashion into gaming, but kind of gaming into some of your fashion as well. Mm. Uh, but we'll get, get back to talking about that later because yeah. it's... It's amazing stuff. I'm just gonna <laughs> let, let, jump the lead there. All right. So going back to to the concept artist uh, you were talking about, um, can we, let's dig in a little bit more. What would you say primarily the functions of the job are? Like, where does a, a concept artist start? Let, let's have let's set up a, a hypothetical project. Uh, we're working on a post catastrophe shooter game set in in washington dc why not <laughs> um, new york as well. <laughs> yeah new york or washington dc we can Just we can kidding. uh we can have pitch meetings about that yeah, uh, sounds cool it, it, it does doesn't it uh so wh- where does the concept artist come in and wh- where do we start so i mean basically it's about ideas and communicating ideas mm-hmm. i would say it's yeah like the yeah. main task Definitely. Like, uh, how do you find ideas in this? That's a what good kind question. Of, what kind of idea? <laughs> <laughs> Let's dig that's into the, the philosophy. Of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the philosophy of art. I mean, it's it, it's about uh, when you explain the brief in words, everybody thinks about it in their own way. So we need artists to communicate how's the way we want to present the post-apocalyptic, post, uh, yeah. Like world, how does it look? How does it feel? Right. So that's where we come in. But how do we find the ideas? That's uh, um, a lot of imagination. Imagination. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> digging around, like um, looking for any connection to like what would be interesting to see. How does world react when stuff happen? What do people do when when? How do people react to things and? loads of stuff that we just need to sort of uh, familiarize ourselves with and then do mm. art. <laughs> <laughs> do art, yeah. <laughs> just do it. Easy. Yeah, but it feels like you first just get like a feeling of something yeah. and then you just need to trigger like an inspiration for it. Yes. Yeah, that's so, kind of what I was wondering yeah. about. Like the feeling, you have to get it. Like games are a huge undertaking, of course. Um, there, there are a lot of like creative people that put these things into words and then ask concept artists and then from rolling from there uh, to kind of, present those ideas but how do you how do you encapsulate this is really going into 
art, I guess. Mm -hmm. But how, how do you encapsulate someone else's ideas? How do you get started on that process? Because in how to, or does the concept art is just out of nowhere think, huh, this kind of this would make sense. So this would be cool. Like, how does that process work with with other people involved? Guess it also depends on like what the theme is first, right? Because yes. I think like also for me when it comes to like tactical stuff, it's like it's not really in my nature or like a lot that I've been doing. So that's also about uh, researching and see what's actually tactical gear, right? Like so then it's not so much about imagination start away, or, <laughs> you know. Then it's actually also researching like. Right. what's possible to do or like how does it actually look and how does it work yeah right. research and, yeah. that's a big thing and like... Toppy has helped me a lot <laughs> when it comes to like weapons right right <laughs> somehow I think those are way smaller than right. they actually are. Yeah, yeah, yeah no it's a huge <laughs> weapon yeah, actually it's, yeah. well, it's not that small yeah I think there is a, like part of it is very boring like research and very systematic like familiarizing yourself with the topic but i do also think that um usually like artistic persons have some kind of emotional way of understanding stuff mm. which might differ from people to people but yeah I, I, I don't know how to explain it but i do believe that we have some way of um, understanding emotional connections right <laughs> that's uh just this capturing again the kind of the teamwork how 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 these things are built from from the ground up always always fascinates me you see early concept art uh for a project like it has to come from somewhere it has to start somewhere and as you you both say theme research etc mm. but it's still that's the thing about i've said art so many times the word is losing its meaning but it is so much about something abstract it, it wakes something in you right we we have uh concept art here in the background uh from from the division another post catastrophe game set in new york uh completely different from <laughs> from the game we're talking about um <laughs> but it's still that that image kind of invokes a feeling of, of the agent standing there and there's a street be uh in in front of him kind of dilapidated buildings, obviously something gone terribly wrong. Yeah. Mm. It's just how how an artist is able to take that description. Like, mm. hey, something gone wrong. It's dark. It's it's like how how that is built from the ground up. Just so fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I think we re resonate with these um, themes or archetypes of what feels scary or menacing. Right. So mm -hmm. as you said, like dark and if someone is something is, is broken there's like theme of uh, something is wrong yeah but you, you also have more even more practical um we talked about we, we have a nice little list here of, of stuff that's actually part of your job and, and we were talking about emotions creating communicating those um but you you there's more to it than that you you don't just draw a beautiful picture or mm -hmm. a cool outfit there's more to it than than that you just yeah. don't don't you just don't leave the art yeah. for other people. Yeah, actually, like the art isn't necessarily always have to be beautiful. That's not the goal of of our job. It's about communication, and usually good drawing skills are necessary to communicate. But mm. that's not the always the goal. Just there needs to be a good idea. Yeah, yeah. that's the yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's um, 
there's lots more to it than just exactly as you said, like we don't just leave the art for people to who went uh, over <laughs> there. there uh, usually there's a problem we're solving. So we need to communicate how does uh, a character feel. Um, he needs to be this and that, but we don't know how to show it. Right. Mm. So then we come in and we start solving mm. the problem for other people. Mm. Like, um, this is the ways we can make it feel like a bad guy. And then we show those to people that actually can make the game. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that with, um, yeah, with characters and the whole feeling around it. Like from coming from then fashion, this feels more like a um, costume design as well when mm -hmm. it comes to apparel, which is since you need to have the theme like beforehand and who is this person and what that, what's the story behind and right. stuff like that, which is not something you do in the beginning on a, of a design process within fashion. Right. That happens afterwards, like who wears these things. Right. If you're not talking about like more target groups, which is more loose and sure. like, this is for a traveler between right. <laughs> 20 yeah, to yeah. 50 years. <laughs> right. <laughs> Middle class. <laughs> <laughs> so it's more like, yeah, to get to adapt that sort of who is this right. character and who or how would he or she or they uh, dress. Right. Yeah. We're actually going to come back to that because now we're almost touching on player customization and player choice. Mm. Um, how how they decide to dress their their characters mm -hmm. as well. Uh, we have also here uh, uh, inspiring the team. Yeah, um, I have a funny story. <laughs> so I was um, I was called in a meeting. There were some um, guys in a in a suit talking about games and how to make games good. And uh, yeah, I was called in to show some sketches. And when I ar arrived to the meeting room, everyone looked so boring. Like they were so bored and just defeated. They were talking for hours about numbers and, you know, all that important stuff. Then I came in and, and laid down the sketches and as soon as people saw the visual stuff, they got so excited. That was my, my like first sort of um, experience of how concept art and how visual stuff can get people going. Because they instantly like can see what's, what's going on. What are we talking about actually? Mm. So I think that's like, um, that's how we can inspire the team. And then the team starts to develop their own ideas when they have something to latch on, some like uh, grit on the ideas. Mm. Yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah, it's like having a boring presentation with only text. Exactly. It's, it's not that intriguing. Yeah. yeah. Quite intimidating. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like the, there's a lot of, of onus on the, the character or the concept artist, sorry, to, uh, to even get like so much kickstarted yeah definitely. in order to get the the ball rolling with with everything from mm. character art of course that's inherently connected to what you do but also just general the whole feel of the game mm -hmm. spring out of of what you are doing yeah exactly 
Um, same with uh, selling ideas. Like, um, it's very common for us to do art for if someone is doing a pitch, um, they usually want to have some art with them just for that same reason, like to get, get the idea across and mm -hmm. it's more easy to sell ideas if you can show like this is how it could look. Right. Yeah. But you also work with so many different aspects. We, we talked about this, this uh, classic, The Division poster. I'm sorry to all <laughs> podcast listeners right now. Uh, many of you probably know the kind of, kind of the idea of the, the, the Division art. But because you have both the character and the environment, all of that stuff comes together. And I know you work, Mary, mostly with, with uh, characters. Like we, you, we touched upon it briefly before, like how, how does a villain dress? How does a hero dress? But how do you approach the characters? If you, you're supposed we're in the pitch stage here, uh, you need to kind of sell a character. How, how, where does the, how does the process look for you? Um, so, yeah, how does it look? Like first, I mean, I mainly do apparel as well. So right. not really like characters. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I start, so the process looks like, um, so I get the brief or like the theme and, uh, yeah, first I just start to, I mean, since it's all about clothing, I start to think like, yeah, how would the silhouette look like? Like what could match this sort of, um, a feeling of who the character is mm -hmm. sort of. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. I research, I do, uh, I try to find as much inspiration on the ideas I have and, and just, yeah, find small little things that triggers it even more. And, and I can say this is also quite new for me to only sit like in front of a computer to get ideas. Right. And, uh, and usually I'm all over the place, like <laughs> yeah. from libraries, out on the streets, in vintage shops, like everywhere. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, and then just let it rolling, I think. Like, it's like you need to get this little snowball first. Like, what is it that I, I'm looking for? And mm. what sort of silhouette do I want? And what type of garments fits into that? Um, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen your screen and you do a lot of uh, research. You have tons and tons of images usually yeah. open. It is so funny because those images, it would be so hard to put it on like a mood board for example because it's like this little thing yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> in it and then yeah. i see like the potentials around that and then it's like i like that little detail or or how can i yeah it triggers something or yeah. if it's a pattern or a print or materials within it too yeah yeah and now, now we're kind of like slowly touching upon we're, we're jumping all over the place here but uh your your passion background like how does that help you in first of all tell us a little bit about how how did you end up in in fashion and then going from there of course through these young swedish design we talked about before mm. but the differences between what you did before and doing this going from what mm. was physically tangible yeah. objects that you could dress up in that would change your your appearance and style mm. to this which is fully digital which changed the look and, and style of your digital character mm. like what's that process been like the journey been like and what did you bring from one thing to the other um so yeah i'm gonna try to sum it up <laughs> yeah it, <laughs> so it, it, it feels like it could be a podcast in itself <laughs> <Yeah>. but. <laughs> but 
but first, so I first got interest in uh, yeah, implemented fashion into gaming with uh, in my graduation work at Beckmans. So I studied my BA at Beckmans College of Design in Stockholm, and I uh, graduated 2018. So with my graduation work, um, that's when because I always touch upon um, escapism in my work. It's also like fashion is about that thing. I mean, it's a dream world you kind of, or it's a dream you present to someone. Right. And um, and likewise with like gaming, it's somewhere like you go to just get encapsulated into that world. Right. So so that's how I yeah, I was thinking like yeah, why not gaming? I mean, um, it's such interesting world. It's the same like. You, you're there with your avatar inside a game and and uh, and especially with uh, MMOs then that um, caught my interest right. since there's other players behind the other avatars and then it makes it more important for you to have your appearance in game as well. Yeah. So I ended up um, yeah, making a collection um, where I was going to modify Counter-Strike with my collection. And uh, came into a collaboration with a 3D artist then, um, to actually um, 3D model it. And then I moved on to do my masters. And then I was I wanted to have more control over my work as well, and to get into more 3D modeling and start to see more potential like within the fashion industry as well to right. get into gaming and the digital world uh, overall. Since it's it's quite funny because it's all about change is in fashion, but it's quite traditional in the way uh, in in like the analog work and right. the the way you always show fashion and that sort of thing. So I just saw like a great potential there to move it forward and both yeah to get into. Um, 3D worlds, but also for like the sustainability uh, aspect right. within fashion. So yeah. for the design process overall. And um, yeah, that's <laughs> that's how it started. <laughs> but it was also, I remember like the first, so I was interviewing because I didn't know that much about gaming beforehand. Uh, but I always loved the games and I was always playing on my brother's uh, PlayStation and Game Boys and everything when he allowed me. And, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I had to do like a lot of research and the easiest way to or the fastest way to get uh, more knowledge and information is to ask people yeah. and interview them. And um, so which I did in my first work then. So I got in contact with this um, female gamer and she said that because um, she was living in Stockholm then and her husband was living in L.A. at that time. And she said in um, for them to be able to hang out uh, when they are not together, they go into a game wow. and play together. Right. And I just found that so fascinating. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was like an aha moment <laughs> <laughs> that this is like this is cool <laughs> yeah, yeah now as, as someone who spent way too much time in mmorpgs just to make my my uh, character look cool mm. i uh, 
totally get that. Mm. And also, it was it was really fascinating when when I saw your stuff for the first time, uh, being told that you were coming here. Uh, go on your your uh, Instagram and check your stuff. Like your mm. gaming collection things that you made in the past, mm. they are amazing. Oh, you like them? Yeah, oh. I was like, she's coming here. <laughs> she's gonna <laughs> she's gonna work on our games. What? Uh, so you can was... borrow them. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I think my entire team want to dress up. Yeah, and, yeah should we? They're not small. Um, <laughs> no, it, it's a really cool journey. And I think you, what you're doing speaks a lot for the future as well when it comes to how important it is for character, or it's been for, for a long time. We were grinding silly stuff in World of Warcraft like mm. 20 years ago just to look cool, but it still is more and more important. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, technology is just going to be better as well. So, yeah. which will open up even more doors for yeah. what will be possible to do yeah and, and that's the ease exciting. as well i guess mm. uh compared to like dressing up the avatar in, in second life also like mm. 20 years ago mm. the kind of hellscape you had to go through just to <laughs> to dress up your character in, in any sort of way oh it's so funny to look look at those yeah, uh, yeah. clothing in there and yeah. the clipping there was so much clipping so <laughs> I much i think the only thing i managed to was to put a uh, Part of a horse on my head, I think, is one of the default things you got. I think it was a horse head, and I managed to put it on top of my skull on my avatar. I think that then That's then fun. I just then I just quit yeah. <laughs> quit the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is enough. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get back to our our game. Mm-hmm. Um, you you've had a briefing, obviously, from from um, someone, uh, art director, creative director, all of that. You've created the first kind of Art, you're setting the tone. Where do we go from here? Then usually it's it's uh, if we have the art, um, it's feedback. Yeah. So we present it to whichever is in lead. So usually art director, director, and um, um, he looks at it, <laughs> and uh, th- some thoughts come into his mind if it's fitting our game or not. Uh, if it's solving the issues we're trying to solve. Um, yeah, and, and we get feedback. Mm. So fix this, fix that. This doesn't work at all. Anything in between. Um, do more this, and uh, then we go back. We we do more art. <laughs> 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 yeah, it, it, and then we show that, and we get more feedback. And then there might be uh, might be an issue that we didn't understand before. Like, okay, how how do we fix this? And uh, then we need to start talking with uh, technical stuff, and if if this uh, belt here is is even possible to do technically, mm. uh, okay, we need to talk to three D artists, uh, technical artists, artists. Yeah, the mm. Pandora's box is open, and yeah, yeah, I think yeah, with the restrictions that. That's also one main thing that comes in to the beginning of making a concept. Yes. Like, uh, what's the restrictions and uh, the boundaries we have when we're making it? Yeah, that's so and important. That, yeah. What kind of boundaries do we mean in this context? So for the customizations, because, uh, yeah, that was like, a, I had no idea about those restrictions before before I started. And uh yeah, for example, like how we're working now with the customization in for apparel events uh, in Division, 
it's like how long can the sleeve go uh, before it meets the gloves? Uh, how tight or wide can the pants be? Um, yeah, everything like that. The neckline, um, hats, masks. There's like those uh, bounding box right. that we need to yeah. respect. Otherwise, it's not even possible. So if we would uh, hand in a work where it's technically not possible, it's just rubbish in the end. Yeah, because right. there's a very specific way that every game handles the assets, like how they actually built them. Right. So if the concept art doesn't meet at all the restric restrictions or the way things are made, it's it's hard to like do anything with the concept. Mm. Right. But that's a tricky thing because we also need to be fluid and, and try out ideas and push things like different directions. So mm. there's like this play between how to how to break the rules almost right I would, mm. I would say like okay i know we need to have this belt here but what if the belt is something else it's not a belt it's mm. uh it's a rope or you start to try out things in a tr different way and breaking mm. yeah breaking the rules i think mm. so yeah looking at uh, uh talking about feedback and technical restraints having to look at that take that into account all the time has to be a very iterative process all the time. So how, how does that generally look and work constantly? Because we see that in gaming in general. We see that in basically everybody we're, we're talking to. Um, iterative, doing stuff over and over and over again um, to, to make it ultimately shine a lot, of mm -hmm. course. So how, how does that process work for you? What's it like to get something back repeatedly? For me, I need to somehow separate myself a bit from the art it's it, i don't i don't think i uh, as it like it's it's art it's um something in between of, of work and art because <laughs> um if i think of it as it's my my baby <laughs> my perfect artwork that i've been grinding and, and putting my soul into like completely and and someone doesn't accept it as it is that's hard yeah so you need to have a little bit of distance, at least for me, because mm. I also think that no concept should go through without a revision. Right. Like there needs to be some pushback to make it as good as possible. So yeah, just need to accept the fact that it will come back. And when you think it's done, it's not done. Mm. <laughs> right. Never. Yeah. It's yeah. just part of the process yeah. too. So I guess you don't really think about it anymore and if oh, it would yeah. come back with not so much feedback then you're like hmm mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> rather than yeah like, exactly that's true yeah <laughs> but it's also i mean before because before sending in something as well you it's good to talk with other people i mean i ask topis for topis feedback yeah. uh, frequently to just like how do you like would this suit or how do you read this like is something missing like, how do you, um, yeah, what do you think of it before? Have I missed something? Right. Because it's quite, um, yeah, I guess like normally if you go back to the fashion industry again, like you sit quite a lot of people and you can work on the same sort of thing and then you talk very openly about it. Uh, whilst here it's, it is quite individual uh, at first and then. You can start. Yeah, then we share. Yeah. yeah. But then again, I mean, I guess it depends who it is. 
For sure, yeah. Because I, I assume that a lot of people do ask for feedback from yeah. their fellow concept artists. Yeah, I, th- I think we it's sort of like built into the pipeline already. Mm. We don't think about it. It's just yeah, something we do. Like we get brief, we do something, then then it's time to get feedback, and it's mm. just um, the way it goes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And often, I mean, it makes sense the stuff like to make it, in, yeah, to improve it. Yeah, right. of course. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. I realized that back in, in when I was working on the the division two and we were looking at art coming in, like um and I would just sit there in these meeting rooms and I'd be showing like, okay, so here's some new stuff that we got. And I was like, that's super cool. And then the next one, that's super cool. Mm-hmm. Ship it. And you'd have people, professionals in the room, like, mm, we're gonna need to change that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just ready to just push the button, right. get it out there. Uh, I think I'm way too impressionable uh, to to ever do that job. I super respect the people that can find those things and just if you fine tune this and you change that a little bit. And then of course, what came out on the other side was much better. Sure. Uh, but for me, it was just like, whoa. Yeah. 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 I think it might be harder to give feedback than receive feedback. Right. Overall, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Not if you. I remember so many um, fellow students in fashion school just came out crying <laughs> oh no <laughs> like so many times really? and it's like you need to distance yourself yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like, you, that's yeah. the rule number one yeah uh, yeah that's <laughs> but, harsh yeah. for sure yeah. but i think overall they have this mentality as well to first break someone down to then build them up wow <laughs> <laughs> they're good kind of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of glad I'm not in the fashion industry. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think it's like here at Master. No, yes, no. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> uh, but working with, uh, talking about doing something over and repeatedly and redrawing and stuff, what it comes down to as well is that you have a very creative job. You need to be creative and you need to be creative every day, basically. Yeah. But it's still a job. Yeah. It's so easy to forget, especially when we look out. Oh, you you get to draw all day. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's still need to be created. How how do you keep that going? Yeah, I think that's the hardest part of our job. Mm. Like constantly keep, show up and and stay creative. Mm. Mm. But it's, it's, uh, you need to put in info so you can take it out. (laughs) So just Mm. at least for me, like consuming interesting stuff consuming art movies music mm. um like just random facts mm. <laughs> from reddit <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that can be very like small little tricks yeah, to keep yeah. you going yeah exactly like, if you know like no this is not going well now like maybe switch to something else yeah. right and then come back or uh, yeah if you're stuck on something or if you realize realize that you're just sitting with the same little tiny thing that doesn't really matter overall like then you need to zoom out yeah yeah do something else do something else yeah Yeah. but i mean it can be exhausting to just have that being creative like i need to come up with ideas yeah and then there's the Um, time pressure like i need to be creative today Mm. till lunch yeah and then i need to hand over something that's the pressure then the pressure is on yeah yeah. (laughs) like how do i create stuff when my mind is blank yeah <laughs> yeah it would be nice to have like some days sometimes to just reflect on it then come back yeah but i guess then you would come up with something completely different 
yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know how to. You just need to look at other stuff and trust that something sparks. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And also have fun. Like if oh, yeah. if I get bored with something, then I try to find something that's that's real that makes me like okay. If I put in this. This yeah. makes it fun. Yes, yes, <laughs> like, yes, fun. That's so good. So you need to feel exciting about stuff. Yeah, and if right. you're not working on something you find exciting at first, then you need to find it. Right. Yeah, I don't know what that keeps you going. There's something with fun. I, I don't know it shows. I don't know why or how, but I've noticed like if if you're having fun, the work will be better. Yeah. Right. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm. I mean, somehow it makes somehow, sense. Somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, this is kind of fun. Yeah. I, I, it's also a, almost like a muscle. You can train it. Right. Mm. And yeah. also there's so many small parts of it. Yeah. That you can still focus on that breaks it up. Yeah. Right. And I think that helps too. That becomes like a design process. Yeah. Almost too. Yeah. Yeah. Again, you, you, you are both professionals. And as I said, it's work. So I guess that's. I'm not sure where I'm going with that sentence, but it's still, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> I like your job. It. You, you have been doing this for a long time. You've been creative for a long time. You, you are, you are skilled. Uh, and there's a process. There's yeah. a process that we are familiar with. Yeah. Yeah. The process helps a lot. Mm. Yeah. You can, there's something you can lean on. Like, I know how to do this. Uh, <laughs> I've been <laughs> through this process many times. So yeah. something good will, will happen. <laughs> In the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking about the process, so let, let's get down to uh, brass tacks. First of all, software is one of those things we usually talk about. So software and hardware, et cetera. What do you do? What do you use to create the art that you're working on? Do you want to start? Or? Sure. Um, yeah, I, I work on, um, I work with Photoshop mm -hmm. and Blender. That's a 3D program. And I use uh, Cintiq. So that's like... Uh, screen that I can draw on. Right. So uh, I don't usually use paper or traditional media, though I could, but uh, yeah. Then um, I do some Marvelous Designer, which is a 3D program used for creating garments, like clothes. Yeah, that's really cool software. But that's pretty much it for me, like very, quite simple process in a way like drawing and painting in photoshop that's my my jam right <laughs> um so i yeah hardware stuff i also use cintiq and um and i lot i do a lot of photo bashing oh yeah and uh and also marvelous so i was i used to work in a software called clothe 3d uh which I think is even better than Marvelous. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the same. It's the same developer. Right. So it's um, it's basically Clo is targeting the fashion industry and Marvelous is targeting the games industry. Right. And um, I guess like the big difference is mainly like the tools. And um, Clo has a built-in render, which Marvelous doesn't. Oh, so which right. means I also use in... I, I also work in... Uh, a substance painter right. to export it. Okay. So I will be able to render it and put textures. Uh, but it also dep uh, uh, depends. Sometimes just take screen prints done instead for Marvelous if I just want to have a silhouette. And um, people that, that uh, were listening that. to the uh, character um, 
art episode probably recognized some of these mm. uh, these programs because they mm. came up then as well. Yeah. But you mentioned Photobash. Yeah. And just tell us a little bit about what that, that technique is. Uh, so how it's, it's pretty much like, um, um, what do you call it? Uh, cut and paste. Yeah. To fast get up a shape. Right. And ideas. Yeah. And then overpaint. Yeah. So take a, take a photograph, <laughs> bring it in Photoshop. Yeah. Oh yeah, Photoshop. Yeah. So it's cut, the main yeah, tool. Yeah, yeah. cut something That's out of amazing. the photograph, paste mm. it in place. It's sort of like those uh, books with like uh, dolls with paper dolls. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 You take clothes here and there, and yeah. you can fit them together and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I I like to think about it. <laughs> yeah. I think one. Question that also always comes up, which is, is very important for us, is to get started in the area that we're talking about, in this case, concept art. But of course, again, getting started in art is huge. But if we just try to focus on concept art, where would I, as a, as a beginner, even start to approach this, this subject? Where should I have started? Where should I have started? That yeah. sounded like I'm giving up on life. <laughs> Where should I have started 25 years ago? First uh, of all, it's never too late. Ah, there we go. I feel better now. <laughs> I mean, a year ago. <laughs> um, but yeah, we came up with the same um, uh, same tips for that when we were talking about mm -hmm. it beforehand. Because these were stuff that really helped me and that I think is worth forwarding right and yeah you can take uh, what would we what <laughs> did we talk about <laughs> so it's pretty much first of all like looking in um look at art stations yes. to just see like how does people do concept art and approach it and how is it presented and um that yeah that's a really because that really diff it's it's a big difference like from industry to industry how how things are actually presented right and what's needed uh, to show ideas, yeah, and um, and then we were also talking about FCD school yeah. on YouTube. That's a huge thing that almost every concept artist has gone through. It's a YouTube channel with with other, there's a concept art school in Singapore, but they do free online videos, online classes almost, and that's the way I got started. So just checking how things work. But also, I think you need to focus on on drawing too. That's very important, like just to get your um, artistic technique started. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you're yeah. gonna start, start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's kind of what makes this so though tricky. Of course, all the subjects that we cover, you you have to get started somewhere. You have to start small, yeah. etc. But just you have, with this as well, you have to. You can't just sit down. Basically, and say I'm going to be a concept artist and go to concept artist school without mm -hmm. having any actual background yeah. sure. in it. But it's amazing how much info you can find on online. Uh, you can basically build your own education from yeah. YouTube, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is amazing. Of course, you need to also be very be able to curate what you see and, and watch. But uh, let's say if you want to um, start drawing and, and painting. Just uh, YouTube, yeah. pretty much. You can find mm -hmm. so much there to get started, of course. Then you can, uh, when you get going, you can uh, start looking at art schools if you want to, depending on where you live. Um, yeah, 
that could be a good option. Maybe design. I I really like. Yeah, I was gonna say that yeah, too. I really think design is good background for a concept artist because it, it is um, the design process is very um, much involved in concept art, mm -hmm. like how you sort of uh, break down things and then break down briefs and then how to design for someone else. You're not designing yours for yourself. You're designing for players. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, design schools could be interesting options too. Yeah. yeah I was going to say the same. Like my impression is that a lot of concept artists comes from a um, design background, Yeah. which makes sense. I mean, because the design process you learn while going to a design school, I guess is pretty much different from an art school. Mm, um, yeah, probably. And because it's about coming up with ideas and right. designing something new. Yeah. yeah. We'll have links to both our station and FCD school in the show notes. Make sure to, to check that out. And yeah, YouTube in general. Um, as I mentioned, I started, I started trying to draw again, pick, up, pick something up 22 years later. Like, okay, I haven't drawn anything proper in 22 years. Let's get started. And the, the YouTube is was my life there for a while yeah just the amount of stuff there different tones different people just all yeah almost to the point that it was too much yeah like, that's true too overwhelming right <laughs> yeah that feels like if there's an actual school that's doing this uh maybe it's better to go that route because i would mm. just jumping oh i'm gonna try this technique i'm gonna try that i'm gonna think about this and just sure. overwhelming sure after mm. a while uh, yeah. Some people being really nice, other people yelling at me. I, like, yeah. I can't do that. So. <laughs> Main thing is to just draw. Yeah. That's, yeah, someone can teach you to draw, but you can also teach yourself. That's <laughs> just yeah. keep on going. Yeah. 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 It's a long road, but it it will reward will be in the end. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm really practicing on drawing now. Right, right. That's that's never been my biggest skill. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I guess yeah, it's. Finding a way to communicate yeah. the best, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Coming coming back to that as well. Like really, the communicating part is, is super interesting and worth keeping in mind uh, all the time, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I guess some concept artists only do three D yeah. uh, modeling too. Yeah, mm. there's yeah. many options. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You actually have this on the list mm. uh, of uh, links. Mm -hmm. Look, we we do prepare some things. Yeah. yeah <laughs> You uh, Blender as well is on this list. Blender, yeah. Seabrush. Yeah. yeah. Blender is good because it's free. That's always good. Yeah. yeah. So anyone <laughs> anyone can pick it up and start learning. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. It's it's really good too. People here have used it also. Mm. It's it's free, completely free and, and open source program, but like very good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I was using uh, Cinema 4D before and uh, working in um, in that software in school. But after I finished school, mm. it's so expensive. So right. it feels yeah. like it's just, yeah. yeah. So learn Blender. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Thank you both so much for coming here. This has been kind of chaotic. It's, it's There's so much about this topic that are, are it's not, fuzzy is the wrong word. But there's so much surrounding yeah. art and drawing, <laughs> communicating, and, and how how the both of you get your ideas into what the final product is, mm -hmm. is, of course, the game of peril, as you were talking about. Um, so yeah, my my mind is kind of it's all all over the place <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you both for coming here today. 
Thank you Thank for having you. us. And yeah. I, I hope we get to do this uh, again yeah. very soon. Yeah. Thanks Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Bye.